you know what? Go to a sober living so you can you can start in on your sobriety. For somebody to make that statement, first of all, if you are a sober living with any any credibility whatsoever, you don't allow somebody in there while they're using. Yeah. Because it it affects everybody else in that house that's not using. I'm Flint Anderson, founder of Pain, Parents and Addicts in Need. I've been in recovery since 2001, and there isn't much I don't know about recovery. And my mission is to constantly tell the truth about addiction, to make the realities of addiction, recovery, and drug culture known, and to drive awareness and advocate change that ultimately saves lives. And I'm Jason Lachance, a certified recovery coach with a passion for speaking with others and sharing their knowledge to help others seek recovery and maintain long-term sobriety. And this is the Don't Hide the Scars podcast presented by Pain, parents and addicts in need. I just really want to pick your brain about advocacy, what we're seeing a lot of, as well as aftercare, you know, I had a, a situation with my mom having to have her hip replaced and, and you know, being able to be at a facility, get physical therapy, someone working with her. And it really, for me, it clicked even more how you're always, you know, you're talking about the importance of aftercare. And I really thought about it. If my mom got sent home, she would have sent home and she probably would have ended up just withering away, not being able to walk, take care of herself, everything else. Yeah. It's the first time it got really, really, really personal. In, in regards to the need of surgery, very much similar to, you know, I made the parallel to the detox process and then being sent where she is now a facility to do the physical therapy, you know, meals, everything else, as much as she doesn't like the meals, she knows it's the place she needs to be. Yeah. All right. So look, aftercare is, is obviously the most important part, in my opinion, of, of treatment. Again, whether whether it's a physical therapy thing like your mom's going through, whether it's a drug related issue, um, but as it relates to drugs, the the aftercare piece is normally the piece that people don't want to continue with. Right. The detox part of it, crucial. The residential piece is crucial. Because it it breaks down into those two areas where the detox obviously is getting the drug out of one system. There's nothing else as far as as far as recovery really in that ten day, fifteen day period of of detox. The residential piece now is mainly because we can keep them in a controlled environment. Now we can start the process of learning how to deal with triggers, how to deal with family, how to deal with yourself. Learning about ourselves is not fun. No. Learning about the people we've harmed is not fun. The shame, the guilt, everything else that goes with it is so can be so detrimental to us. That's why treatment centers want to keep them there longer. If you just detox somebody without dealing with shame and guilt and those those things, they're just going to go back out into the world mm-hmm. and they're not going to last long. No. They're not going to last long. 
but there's so many people out there that will say, well, I don't, I don't need the aftercare piece. I feel good now. I feel fine now. Well, the fact of the matter is, is you might feel okay, but you have no clue what's coming around the corner. Well, and I think just on a chemical level, obviously, you know, our body, our body always wants homeostasis. It, it naturally always wants a level of balance. So when you, when you are in a place that is controlled, the detox process is, has happened. We've at least gotten the, the chemical out, but that doesn't mean the brain is readjusted. Thus, your emotional state, your emotional maturity, that's controlling thoughts, feelings, and actions. They're not there. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. I mean, I, I, I've seen people continue to, you know, bravely continue to step into the work as a 12-step meeting guy in those meetings. It is like a continue. I still have moments. I'm coming up on three years. You still have I got moments all the time, (laughs) and I'm 23 years in. Right. I mean, look, this this is a never-ending process. It's a never-ending process. And the guy we talked to last week? Mm Mm-hmm. Was it was it Tim or Ted? Ted. Ted. Ted right? Perkins. Right. Yeah. yeah, Ted Perkins. You know, he 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 was talking about, I don't know if this makes any sense, but he was talking about about all those different pieces of life that are coming at us every single day. Mm-hmm. All the information that's coming towards us. We're being hit with everything, whether it's the news, TikTok, social media in general. You know, we have all these options to deal with every single day and choices to make. And when that brain isn't isn't kind of settled in and ready to even make some of those choices, how do you, how do you, how do you think those choices are going to wind up? Yeah, I mean, more than likely, you know, we're going to make some poor choices still. Again, until that brain is healed enough to where we can sit back and go, oh well, wait a minute, maybe that choice isn't. A good one to make right now. Yeah. Action and consequence of empowering versus disempowering decisions hasn't even, there's there's nothing that's taken hold, let alone you have to, it's a practice. You know, you're going to have these moments and you're still going to, you're going to, we're human. We're going to have screw ups. We're going to have, make mistakes. It's, it's then the process after how to make your amends apologies for people that, you know, I've had people like, what the hell is an amend? I'm like, well, it's what uh, what us uh, people in sobriety uh, and recovery make, as opposed to just an sure, apology. Sure, but but we also, you know, I I think there's a lot of people in recovery that use that as an excuse. Mm. I really do, um, because we're used to making excuses. Sure, we're always. I mean, I mean. When when we're in active addiction, that's all we do, yeah, is make excuses. And so again, how do you how do you go from from making excuses and living that lifestyle, and all of a sudden, what at 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 day twenty, that changes? Yeah. No, sorry, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, that comes a lot of the false thinking too of the family dynamic that really has to shift. That sometimes, and you've seen it far more than I, 
of people just not really on board because everybody plays a role within your in the relationships within a family. Everybody has a role, and that's the hard part. We take the attic, we plug them back into the families. Everybody's role has to change. It has to change, and 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 especially. I'm not going to say especially, but when <laughs> here we go when the family thinks that they can that they can fix this first of all that they can fix it which they can't right but every family thinks they can that's why it's so important for families to get help during this and for families to know the truth about this and 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 it takes the family basically going back to school so to speak and take classes and get in, into some of these groups so they know how to do this the right way. The families can do as much damage or more damage by not doing things the right way. Right. And there are a lot of people out there claiming and stating that, you know, if 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 we just love them through this, if we just love the addict through this. And I think it gets down to how do we define love? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. No, very valid point. How do we how do how do we define what that love is? If 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 one thinks that they're just going to continue to hug and to kiss and to enable and to you know, almost making excuses, but that's okay. We're just going to love you through this with the butterfly and rainbow routine. Sure. It, I, I'm sorry. It does not work that way. Yeah. So define what love is. New Perceptions North, the premier drug and alcohol treatment and recovery center in Central California. A full continuum of medically supervised top quality care with programs for detox, inpatient residential treatment with dual diagnosis, intensive outpatient treatment, sober living, support groups, and more. With 50 plus years of combined experience and sobriety, Flint Anderson and Thelma Gatlin Wilson provide adult men and women with the highest caliber of professional health care, treating each client with compassion and respect in a safe, comfortable environment to begin the process of recovery to proudly create and sustain a life without addiction, call 559-978-1507 or visit newperceptionsnorth.com. I think, too, it might be a situation of maybe it's an individual that the normal paradigm of the family is that what you're talking about, the very doting type of approach, and they got to go a little bit more of a hard-ass approach. You know, to really change and realize, ooh, maybe some of my issues are the way I create boundaries. And then on the other side of that, there might be the hard-assed individual that, you know, maybe the tough mom, dad, whatever it is, puts all these expectations, pressure on the kid. I might have to learn to shift and just go, look, I love you. I'm proud of you. We're going to get through this together. You know, they might have to shift the approach, too. It's not all just... You know, oh, you got to go from a softy to a hard ass. Sometimes Absolutely. you got to go from a hard ass to a little bit of an embrace. It's it, it's individual base that people, you know. Yeah, yeah. I have no problem with that. It's 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 what you do with it. Right. It's what you do with it. You know, look, because a lot. I think a lot of people out there assume that when I'm talking about you have to be a hard ass, that it's 
hey, Jason, you're not going to do this, right? Because I'm not putting up with this shit any longer. Right. No. What it is, is me, the parent saying, hey, Jason, you know what? That that hasn't worked in the past. So guess what? We're going to make a few changes around here. And you're going to need to learn to uh, accept what those changes are. Or I'm sorry, I love you, but but you're not going to be able to stay here. Yeah. That's the that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the hammer coming down and MFing your son, your daughter, your loved one, whoever it is. No. I'm talking about that that love that that is it's it's just to me, it's just it's just a love that is that is going to work for everybody. Right. But I can guarantee this, if you don't do that, I mean, just talk to the talk to the families that have that have that have tried this. The families that I have worked with over the years, and there have literally been thousands of families that I've worked with over the years. I mean, I'm not going to say everyone because that's that's wrong, but damn near every single one that has come back said, you know, I'm sorry, that that whole total love thing just doesn't work. Yeah. I think you have to let the the addict know that there is a consequence of that. And, you know, we it's, it was a past episode that uh, we had that really stuck with me when we were talking to Rob Hanley, when he was mm-hmm. talking of uh, Recovery Today magazine, when he was talking about, you know, one of his kids really getting down the road of experimentation. And I remember he gave him all the warnings of where life could go and followed that with, regardless of what you choose, I am going to have a good life. Yeah. And I think there's a real impactful thing to the addict, because ironically, I did this with my dad, and my dad then in turn did it with me later in life, of saying, hey, I love you, but you're not going to be in my life like this. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, whoa, you know? Right. And when my dad returned that to me to finally have a good relationship with him and, you know, be incredibly close, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to lose him, my mom, my brother. My kids, so many beautiful, wonderful friendships, um, right. and it was right there in front of me. That that is my life. We are who we connect with and intermingle with. So, yeah, you got, yeah, you just got to make that clear. You got to make it clear, and um, and again, I, I I just think that there's 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 a lot of people out there that, and I'm talking about parents now, Hmm. that they feel so guilty and even ashamed of their child that has turned to substances that they didn't know what to do during that entire time period and they're just grasping mm-hmm. at, at at anything to make it okay. Yeah. And those parents better figure out 
damn fast. Look, it's it, it, it's so difficult to sit here and say there's only one way to do this. Yeah. Okay. And 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 it is. It's difficult for me to even say that. You know what? Not much has changed in the whole process of addiction and recovery. And I and I think the more that we have people out there that are just kind of whether they're promoting this softer way, this softer side, I just think they're doing a disservice yeah. to themselves, to the addict, to, to, to the rest of the family. I mean, I, I mean, yesterday I'm sitting here and Pam's talking to somebody on the phone. Mm-hmm. And you should have heard this, this person. It was a sibling that had called in. All right. She's looking for some help, for some support for her and her parents. And it's, and she was talking about just what we're talking about. The parents are, are, are doing this whole soft enabling, you know, uh, side to it that this, this young woman feels so left out of the family. Sure. Feels so left out. I mean, Pam's got her on speaker and I'm listening to it and it's, and it's like, and Pam did a wonderful job of, of explaining this to this young lady. But this young lady's ready to walk away from the family. Not that she doesn't love them, mm-hmm. the brother, or love the parents, or every, anything else. But she's had it. Yeah. She's she's had it. <laughs> Jason, it's just, it's it's a it's a tough one. Okay, mm-hmm. it 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 is a tough one. But when I look back at where we are with addiction today, the number of people that we have and I'm, that are just flat ass addicted, whatever the reason is. Right now, I don't even care about the reason. Medical, they wanted to do it. They wanted to get high. They wanted to be a what, whatever the case may be. We're not seeing numbers drop. No. No, we're not. So, and we haven't seen numbers drop forever. So what, what what does that tell us? That tells us we're not doing something right. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. Numbers don't lie. Recovery, recovery rates today. They don't, they don't lie. So for somebody to keep promoting something that's not working, why? Yeah. And I think people miss that. You, you bring up such a good point. Like, Yes, the drug climate culture shift that we've seen it. We've seen the movement of heroin, not heroin, cocaine, and now we're in this fentanyl benzo and like just this incredible crisis that we're all seeing as people are left on the streets to simply use and die. Regardless of if there's advocates out there on the street providing food, clothes, meals, clean needles, whatever it is, they're still leaving it to die. And and, and there's that's yeah. the other thing I wanted to ask you about was the dangers of some of the advocacy and people's what people are saying and or doing, and I know I know the vast majority, I think, try to come from a good place of mm-hmm. help. They do. You and I see it often, though, where, where we're like, oh, that's simply ego right there. That's simply ego. That's, yeah. yeah, it's like, come on. Um, because like anything else, not to interrupt, but, yeah, but, go ahead. but when we have a hot topic in this country, everybody jumps on the bandwagon. Yeah. The majority of advocates out there today aren't in this on a daily basis. 
Right. They are because we have social media, because we have TikTok, because we have, you know, what all, all the different platforms out there, it's easy for somebody to get on there and talk about the hot topic of the day. Yeah. When in reality, you don't know shit about what is going on, mm-hmm. you know, and and that is more damaging, I believe, than anything else. Yeah. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, please call Pain Parents and Addicts in Need at 559 559- Five seven nine one five five one, or visit us online at painnonprofit.org. Follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pain Nonprofit. And please subscribe to the Don't Hide the Scars podcast and share with others wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. And if you would like to donate to Pain Parents and Addicts in Need. Please click the link in the description to make your tax-deductible donation today and help us save more lives gripped by addiction. And I want you to think about this for a second. Those of us that are in treatment, do you know the majority of us get a bad rap? Why do you say that? You're just in it for the money. Oh, yeah. You're just you're 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 just in it for the money. Yeah. No. The majority of us are not. The majority of us want to help people, but we know what it's going to take to help that person. So when we say, no, we actually need to keep somebody there longer, it's not, it's, it's, it's not for the money. It's the fact that that's what it's going to take for somebody to at least have a chance at long-term sobriety. Yeah. By the way, Ask any of us with long-term sobriety, and every single one of us will tell you that's what it takes. Yeah. Well, and I, an individual that made a good point was when we had Adam Jablin on recently, and, and you had asked him about that very thing. And he said, you know, what's the difference between me and all the people I was in treatment with? I wanted it. And if you read his book, like he digs in right away. Granted, that's why he calls it lots of holic. You know what I'm saying? But he also pointed out, and there was quite a few of them that were very famous celebrities that had all the money that he went to treatment, his graduating class, they're all dead. Some died of natural causes, the majority from going back out. Correct. Correct. And if we can't get a situation where you're clearing enough space to give person time to want it, guess what? Wanting it is uncomfortable extremely extremely uncomfortable yeah there is nothing comfortable about recovery at all and when and 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 so when parents or advocates say you know let's let's let the addict choose where they're they're going to want to go because you know they need to be comfortable in this no they don't need to be comfortable in plus they're not going to be anyway yeah how comfortable were you on your your last stint when you comfortable let me tell you something that was the most uncomfortable thing i think i have ever been through but there was that side of me that wanted it right and I knew I was going to die if I didn't at least attempt it, you know, and not everybody is going to die when they go to treatment or 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 in that position because they've used so long that, you know, everything's going to go south in six months. In fact, most people aren't yeah. going to die when they when they go to treatment. Yeah. 
My dad went to the same place. Here he is, 24. I think you guys got sober right around the yeah, same time. Maybe, hell, maybe we were there. <laughs> right? um, uh, yeah. You know, so, so you know, you know, again, the, the, the advocates that are out there, stay in your lane. Sure. St- stay in your lane. If you if, if 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 you're doing something else and you know another topic, God, go with that one. Yeah. Okay. But but, I mean, it, it would it would be like me, okay. Trying to trying trying to be an announcer for Formula One racing. Right. Now I could probably BS my way through it a little bit, but it certainly would sound like BS. Right. And that's what advocates sound like when they're when they're promoting, you know, the, 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 I'm sorry, the fentanyl test strips, you know, and Narcan, because they're making people believe that that is a part of the treatment process. Right. Has nothing to do with the treatment process. No, it just means we were trying to do what we can, except that you are in your active addiction and we don't want you to die. Period. And we're hoping you have the aha moment. Period. That's it. That's that, that's, that's it. Yeah. You know, oh, let's just, let's just, you know what? Go to a sober living so you can you can start in on your sobriety. For somebody to make that statement, first of all, if you are a sober living with any any credibility whatsoever, you don't allow somebody in there while they're using. Yeah. Because it it affects everybody else in that house that's not using. So so 90% of sober livings out there are not going to allow somebody. In a sober. So again, know what you're talking about. Right. Know what you're talking about. I would rather have somebody go, you know what? I don't know what I'm talking about, but how can I help you? How can I help pain? How can I help this organization or that organization? Or learn to simply learn more. Or, I want to learn or, more. Or, or learn more. You want to jump on the bandwagon then? By all means, do it. I mean, here's a good example for me from a personal perspective. It would be so incredibly irresponsible for somebody to go, well, you know, all these people that do awesome interventions like you work with Flint and he does them. So we want you to do one. No, the only intervention I ever participated in was my dad's. And I don't even remember being there. My mom had to remind me. Right. I must have been in that much of a state of just like this is all traumatic for me. Yeah. Uh, You know, um, and everything. I think I was. 14 at the time or something like that right. how incredibly res- irresponsible but yeah. i can go you know hey flint um i would love if the family would accept it and you when you have your next intervention to be there i would like to sit under your tutelage mm-hmm. and learn you know and it and it's okay to say that it's okay to say like i've had people ask me certain things like fent- or uh, fentanyl test strips i said I've never even opened a package, let alone seen one. Right. I can. I've done Narcan training. Sure, I know how it works. Have I personally administered on someone? Thank goodness I haven't had to. Right. But I'll be ready to go if I do. Right. I said I'm also CPR certified. I've never had to do that either. Right. But if I'm called upon to do so, I can't. Absolutely. But these other areas, they're not my lane. Exactly. And you know, what also bothers me about advocates is, you know, they're, they're talking about, yes, you need the fentanyl test strip. You need the Narcan because we don't want you to die. Right. Well, Mr. Advocate over here, why aren't you giving somebody, why aren't you telling somebody after the, first of all, you better tell them they can't administer it themselves. Right. 
because they're almost, I mean, it's almost like they're talking to the addict going, you need a fentanyl test strip and you need Narcan. Well, do you think you ought to tell them that you, you're not able to administer Narcan by yourself because you're, you're now in an overdose? I think people tend to forget that one too. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, because people don't know yeah. about this. The other piece to that is what are you telling them to do afterwards? You just need the fentanyl test strips and you need the Narcan. Hey, good luck to you. Yeah. No, 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 no. Are you explaining to them what's going to happen to them after that? You giving them any place else to go? And by the way, not to a foundation, to a treatment facility. Yeah. By the way, have you checked the treatment facilities? Have you checked to see if if that treatment facility detoxes with medications or not? Or are you just picking a name out of the out of the air because you talk to somebody and you think they're a nice they're nice people. Well yeah, I mean we here for example, I mean if you know a bunch of reputable locations around this country that if it really was called upon that somebody calls, yeah, we can get you in somewhere. You bet. Is this place reputable? Is that not, you, you know, those relationships have been developed over the what? 15, 15 years. 15 years now? Absolutely absolutely so i think it's you know again i get where a lot of people's you know they want to have their heart in the right place hopefully but there's some dangers that come with that there are you know no question about it and 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 look can you can you stop these people not really no you know they're gonna they want to hear themselves talk yeah and they're gonna they're gonna you know say the things that they're gonna say um, <laughs> but let's hope it doesn't come back to bite them in the ass. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't personally for any of the, those that are still in active addiction that we help to give some sort of jubilation to us. I would hope that love develops because it was like when it was a situation that I could have died, these people here told me the freaking truth Yeah, and I got help because I get it. I have love for the people out there that are just not wanting people to die, get HIV, hepatitis, all the different things. I totally am with you on that, but we better throw the other side of it there that, hey, I understand you're still using, but this is also here. You know, there is another way than to continue to just use. Yeah. <laughs> because you, me, like I wouldn't look at someone if they went, hey, can I have Narcan? I use fentanyl sometimes. So do my friends. We trade off. I would probably still be like, yeah, but you're also going to call this number. Mm-hmm. And at least let the seed get planted. At least plant the seed. That Oh, there is help. There is a way yeah. out of this. I don't have to let my existence, not living because you're not living. Right. Be this way. Yeah. You know, look, recovery is not about existing. Yeah. Recovery is about freedom. That's what it is about. And, you know, I, I did, I wrote a piece a little while ago about, about the methadone situation again, mm. you know, and people need to understand methadone is an opioid. It's a synthetic opioid. It is a narcotic for those advocates out there that are promoting methadone. Let's just put aside that it's the world's worst drug to get off of. 
Let's put aside that it totally controls your every waking moment. And remember that we are still giving a narcotic to a narcotic addict. That a treatment center won't detox. That a treatment center will not detox unless that dose is so low because no treatment centers can keep methadone on their property. So again, Mr. Mrs. Advocate out there, know what you're talking about before you open your mouth. That's all I got. <laughs> no, and I and I look, and we're sitting here, we're laughing a little bit about it. All right, but but you, both you and I know this is serious business. Yeah, and 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 I know you take it seriously. I know I take it seriously. Sometimes uh, I'm sure there's people out there that go, "Man, you're taking it way too serious." And I'm going, "No, I don't." Yeah. In fact, I don't think I take it serious enough. Sometimes yeah, it's life and death, people. It is. It it it's that's. Well, well put. It's it's life and death. So when you jump into the life and death game, you damn well better know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You damn well better know what you're talking about. Because there is nothing worse than somebody dying on your watch and you didn't give that person the right information. We know around here that when we give information, we're given the correct information. And are people still going to die after we give them the... Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah. I had that happen recently. You uh, bet. Buddy that I did uh, some caring work with and he moved away. I'm going to be in a better environment. And then he went dark for about a month and a half. I went to wish him happy birthday on Facebook and see him on his page posting for his memorial service. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. 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 I tried to give him every resource I could. And sometimes, and I learned this a long time ago, sometimes there's people out there that just aren't going to be saved. Yeah. And and and, and that's the frustrating part. That's that's the sad part. Um, but it's 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 going to happen. Yeah. You know, sometimes we just don't have, well, the majority of the time we really don't have any control yeah. over over what's going to happen, other than the fact that 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 we're given the right information yeah, to somebody. We can hand out the fentanyl test strips and the Narcan and that, then that individual might have all of them. And as you've talked about, and you know, I know that disease of addiction will quickly override the decision-making and be like, I don't care what's in it. I need my fix. You bet. You bet. Yeah. So, <laughs> what what uplifting welcome do, to our world. do we have welcome to our world it, there's hope though there we, is we can't ever lose sight of hope no no and and we don't you know because um again there's there's a lot of us out there that are doing it have got sobriety under our belt we're still working at it. It's, you know, it's, it's a work in progress. It's not something that ever goes away, you know? Um, and I just, I, you know, again, I mean, without beating a dead horse here, I just, I, I just, I really wish that um, there, there could be some sort of, I'm going to, I'm going to change it up a little bit here because, because 
we're, I'm just not seeing the changes that that need to be made mm-hmm. in our in our system. I'm I'm just not seeing it. You know, there there are a couple. There, are, I, I'm going to explain it in in this term. All right. So there's a county out there somewhere, right? And again, I have to say it's not around here. Any town USA. Any town USA. <laughs> and. There is, there is, and, and in one, and, and this is down, this is actually down in, in Southern California. And in this one county, they have one county run outpatient program that takes Medi Cal. Mm. Okay. And I know there are several organizations in that area that are trying to get Medi-Cal approved. And they've jumped through all the hoops. They filled out all the documentation, right? And 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 they still have to go through and, and go before the County Board of Supervisors and they have to just jump through many more hoops. But when you call the agency that deals with this, they this is what they say. Oh, well, the outpatient program, they're 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 only 45 days behind <laughs> in getting people into their outpatient program. What, only 45 days? That's constant, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So your 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 chance because government runs at such a slow pace that these employees either don't give a damn. No, it's a, that's the fact. That's the reality. They don't give a damn. So you've got all these people sitting out here in limbo that want to get the help or want to get into an outpatient program, but they literally can't. Yeah. Because that particular county is not allowing, I think it's actually two other organizations to, to open their doors. Right. They want to put a stranglehold on it, right? And those two organizations—they're getting from what I, from what they've told me—they're getting 20, 25 calls a day from people that are going, "Hey, are you open yet? Are you open yet? Are you open yet?" Yeah. So, and that that call is hopefully the you know that wonderful moment of clarity, but that could pass really quick. Real, real quick. And then the next thing is that individual that just made that calls in the newspaper the next day. Correct. And on, on and on the uh, and in the morgue. Yep. You know. And I, yeah, it it bothers the hell out of me. I just I just don't understand. <laughs> and it's stuff that you've shared with me, and I just plain see. Like, and I, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see. Like, how do you powers that be? Not get this, especially when you're lying to us over and over. We care about the little man. We care about the person, really, because we got inflation, rising housing, groceries, everything else, right. uh, if, if gas. You know, we're in the state of California. If someone's watching out, I mean, you were checking because we might go to L.A. for something soon. Over seven dollars a gallon. Right. And people in Missouri are bitching at, you know, four dollars and 20 cents a gallon. Right. It's just it's absolute insanity. And I think we're 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 getting to a head societally. And it's gonna be it's scary but interesting at the same time. 
I, yeah, I, well, again, I, I just, I think it's just flat ass scary. Yeah. Because again, I, I don't, I don't see, I, I just don't see change coming. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. And they make it so difficult for anything to change. The, the, the rules, the regulations, the, 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 the paperwork alone that that people have to go through in order to get some help today it's a nightmare yeah out there you know so 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 again it's we can we can preach until the cows come home you know about awareness and about the new drugs and we're, and we will right we're, we're going to continue to tell people to be on the lookout and and Try, you know, try not to do this or not to do that or look for this or look for that. Th- th- that's only going to go so far. That's only going to go so far. And I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know how that changes. In fact, this morning I'm 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 sitting there with Pam, and and of course, you know, we do such wonderful work with with Jim Patterson, you know, in his office that um um that we're 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 trying to formulate a little plan on how we can get this message to to at, at, at least some of the committees up in Sacramento that deal with insurance companies how we can get in front of them to start talking to them ab- about this because if 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 we don't have everybody working together on this or at least starting the damn conversation on it I'm sorry we're 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 never going to get anywhere I used to think it was a situation when it comes to government stuff that it was ignorance, and now it's just, it, it, or then stu- Then it was like, is it stupidity? Now I just don't think they give a shit. It's That's like it. it's like if you had a seven forty seven crashing every day, which is what is happening with addiction. It would be all over the news. You would be there would be a government investigation and yep. change of policy and how do we stop all these flights? But when it's just the situation for most of it, well, it's just the homeless individual on the streets, the person experiencing homeless who's an addict. Oh, you know, well, we're we're trying to make sure they don't get hepatitis or HIV and we're giving them stuff to, yeah. you know, a test their drugs. And if it does have it, they'll be revived. It's like, are you kidding me? They're trying to they're 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 trying to put a band-aid on an open gaping wound. Yeah. Is 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 what and and I this this has a little something to do with it. I'm watching a piece this morning that um Biden's press secretary is standing up there and she's talking about how he has just and this this administration has done such a wonderful job uh in curbing uh, the amount of illegals that are coming across the border and on the other screen it is showing approximately 2500 illegals bum rushing the border last night at 3 a.m. to get into the United States it's it's the same thing right with 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 addiction you know it's it's this it's the same thing and again it's it's not it, it it's we're just we're just not god dang it we're just not doing this right yeah we're just not doing this right yeah i think it's a lot of pacifying just like see given effort and i think it's just justifying in a way for certain individuals government 
whatever, to just go, see, I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. No, no. No, you're not. No. No, you're not. And again, kind of going back, I would rather have somebody say nothing. Yeah. And just say, how can I help? Yeah. That would be, that would be great. Yeah. Okay. That would be great. Yeah. If you really want to step into it, much like anything else, I mean, would you want your doctor to not have continual education? You know, let's say if it's your cardiologist, wouldn't you want if it's something where you have to have a surgery, him to be him or her to be as up to date as possible on new leading technologies that are safer, cut healing time, everything else. It's no different for all of us. Right. It's no different. Like no one's sitting telling me, hey, you should really go down the intervention route. It's like, no, it's a skill set I would like to develop under those that know how to do it eventually. Sure. If I'm ever a person that's called upon to do it until then, I'm going to refer out to the experts. You bet. You know, or whatever the situation is. Sure. You know, or the or the people that that, <laughs> you know. September's recovery month and, sure. you, you know, and, and so again, you've got, you know, people that are out there all, all, all on, onto that. Right. But then October 1st comes and you don't hear from them for another year. Yeah. Or you hear from them once every six months or whatever. And again, look, not everybody's going to do what we do. Right. Not, not everybody's making this their career. And they don't have to. And they don't have to. In fact, I'd rather they didn't. Sure. You know, um, but again, if you're if 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 you're gonna do it, know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, Mr. Anderson, there's for a chance. Anything else you would like to add? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that's uh look, I I, I as 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 I get older, as I as I look at this thing, as um, I ask ourselves, what more can we do here? Um, obviously, we're we're not going to stop doing what we're doing, um, but at some point, there's there's got to be that that break in this. Um, in this in this chain of mediocrity that either we have to break or somebody has to break in order to really really make a difference i know we've made a difference here i i i know that no matter how we got here we got here and we did it with a lot of hard work a lot of tears laughter with it all, not so fun times and some fun times. But if something doesn't change, and I guess I mean it this way, I would like to see some sort of change before my time ends. Yeah, I, I, I really would. I'd really like to see something. And again, we're we're I, I, I'm, but I'm just not seeing it. And I don't mean to be so depressed about it or 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 so negative about it. But when I see what's happening out there, when I when I when I 
and actually I'm seeing it work, getting worse. There's, there's, there's nothing getting better about this. Yeah. So again, we just, you know, we, we, we keep going. Uh, but like I said, I hope that there's some change here before my time ends. Yeah, me too. Yep. I know it. Hopefully we'll get there. Yes, sir. Thanks buddy. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, please call pain parents and addicts in need at 559-579-1551 or visit us online at painnonprofit.org. Follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pain Nonprofit. And please subscribe to the Don't Hide the Scars podcast and share with others wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. And if you would like to donate to pain, parents and addicts in need, please click the link in the description to make your tax-deductible donation today and help us save more lives gripped by addiction.